yeah, obvious, we got a problem here, and it's more than just Alvin screaming Punisher, when life begins to suck, who's reporting it, luckily you got two friends who you won't forget, coming live, Alvin and friend on survival, laughing non-stop, case drops on a cycle, louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone, how they make the world seem bright with the lights off, AFs, it might as well stay up, lies being told like that dinosaur BS, magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us, having the time, roasting your favorite pizza, bougie ain't an option, it's the wage, take it to the grave, add boob into the place, you already know when they take the case, laugh the pain away, it's affirmative murder. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yeah! What up? Hey, uh, is you good? You good today, man? I mean, this is we got a different setup today. I'm actually I'm I'm live in the flesh right now. Yeah, uh, me and Fred have not recorded in person in some time. <laughs> uh, this is it's very strange. I had to put, yeah. I had to put my uh, kitchen knives away because I heard a knock at the door. I forgot that we were recording today. I wasn't <laughs> expecting anybody to be in my vicinity in my space. I've put on pants and we are now. Yeah, a friend has not been in my space in some time. I haven't. Uh, you know, I, I've I've furnished the place since you last yes. have, uh, been here. You yes. also didn't notice that the walls were a different color, even no. though you were coming here <laughs> while I was painting my place. So you should have noticed that the walls were not the same color. It's been a while that they were once were. But yeah, no, we, we are uh, in the flesh. The the setup is a little bit different, so we had to do some moving around because I. Downsized once you stopped coming here. Yeah, I made myself a single type of setup. I see that, and so I had to, you know, I had the Fisher Price chair for you out at first. Yeah, man, fold down it's crazy one, but we got you situated enough. Yeah. You know, you, 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 yeah. Well, you I don't know. have any headphones. Well, I told part. you to bring. I forgot that. <laughs> I told you to bring. And he didn't tell me we was hitting the record button. Man, I was over here saying this stuff, and you. I hope you don't. Hope you can cut that out. I oh yeah, of course that's out. But okay. I'm just saying, it's I'm I'm used to. You got your own setup, I and you, we uh, yeah. both agree that it's time to go. So I'm just hit. I'm just doing my. I'm doing my motions, <laughs> and you don't have your motions ready to go because no. you are. You're really the fish out of the water here. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm comfortable. How you feeling? It feels like we're doing very much like a Johnny Carson or a uh, Jimmy Fallon type of situation. Yeah, you got yourself a, a chair for my living room. Very comfortable. And you're doing handheld mic. Yes. Yeah. So it's, what's the, how's it's that? A, feel? It's a different vibe right now. Yeah, it feels like I'm feeling more real smooth. I'm, I'm just laid back. Yeah, it feels you know? more interview. The energy yeah. is. I like the energy yeah. up. Uh, so I don't know if this. You might need to go back to this. I'm loving the energy that I'm getting from yeah. you. It's like chillax friend. Yeah. Um, friend, what is new? How's life going? You're off this week. I, I, I am, man. I'm off thriving. two weeks. I, I'm, I'm thriving. Uh, you know, just chilling, getting some things done. We mm-hmm. got crime con coming up, so I'm trying to get some things. You're rolling the vacation time right into crime con. Yes. Uh, I got my one one year anniversary coming up as well. Congratulations to you on that. There's Thank applause going. You don't have headphones, but there's applause going. Okay. You tell me when that stops. Okay. It has now stopped, Fran. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, one year of uh, nuptials, man. Yes. How, you know, what's what's it been like? You know, how's it been? Oh man, is the honeymoon been, phase now it's been, over? It's I mean, been, you know, it's been. We've. I mean, like, is there a honeymoon phase though? We've been when together, you've been together for so two, long. Yeah. Ten, so, so ten years. So it's like when you locked in, ain't no switching up. No. So it's like one year down. You know. Many, many more to go. Right. I mean, like it's one of the. But the energy was when when you when you tied the knot. I was there. Obviously, yeah, the energy yeah, is a big sure. moment yes. that lasted for some time. Yeah, and then it just kind of. But things, you know, fell back into. My my question is: are, is are, is being married different than being together? I know you guys have been it's together not, so long, but it's not. It's not. We just we just now is like it's it's official. Yeah, this is official title on and now. Like we're a complete family. I mean, she didn't. We didn't. She didn't change her last name, but we still you know right. complete family. And um, I'm loving it, man. I mean, it's like when you finally get to meet somebody that, you know, you can be yourself around and sure. like 
there's a side of me that you may not know that I show in front of her that for I can't sure. show to anybody else. Cause for sure. The com- you know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Thugs cry. Thugs yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> right. So it's like, sure. but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been great. What a year, man. What a year. That's beautiful, man. I think that that's super awesome and, and, and still uh, proud of that and that moment and seeing that happen. And it's coming a year and, and full circle that way. That's crazy. So, yeah. Man. So it's, it's crazy how time flies. Yeah. And congratulations to you, and, you and all of that stuff. And I'm super excited to. Uh, move down and get CrimeCon going. I would suggest you get some uh, uh, um, for you flowers or something like that because we can't be going on a, a nice fun trip. Oh, if and sure. you don't drop drop off something, you know, yeah, I, I'm yeah, definitely, I already I'm got some. Yeah, I got some. I'm definitely sending some flowers, yeah, some chocolate yeah. off yeah. Uh, to my significant other while I'm, you know, it'll be dropping while I'm on the plane. It, you know, to to. To help men, the right. we going out of town for a couple exactly. days to have yes. some fun with, exactly. with our listeners and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. but no, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you your castle right now. I mean, like, but how are y'all doing? It's a, it's a, See how are y'all doing? Shirt, Go, did you catch that? Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm wearing my my, my six hundred pound <laughs> life merch. Uh, hashtag Doctor Nazarden. How how y'all doing? Um, yeah, yeah. No, life's good. Um, I'm enjoying uh, Great, again. Man. What a, what a difference a year makes. Yes. Um, uh, life is good. I mean, you know, I'm I'm enjoying the place that I'm at in my life right now, and the family that I'm at currently building, and all those things. And and life is good, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, speaking of life and and all of that type of stuff, did you see that Mexico has wheeled out? I'm I'm gonna get. I don't want to get us canceled, okay. so I'm gonna try to walk. Okay. I'm gonna try to tread carefully. Well, I got you, to talk about. Okay. Go you've ahead. been seeing the. Drops of all the alien bits of information, right? Yes. You know, the mm-hmm. files coming out, mm-hmm. people confirming the existence of aliens and stuff. And it hasn't really blown up the internet. Yeah. I don't think people care because there's nothing concrete. Right. Exactly. And that's when my when I when I said the government getting ahead of things like this, some people would even call it a soft launch. Okay. Like they're getting us prepped for one day aliens might just pop up at the White House. Okay. You know, it has that kind of feeling like, well, we have to tell you guys. That's what I like about that movie, Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. It's like, it feels like the opposite. The movie Don't Look Up was Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill and all those. And, and there was a meteor or an asteroid coming to Earth. And they were trying to figure out how to spin it because it, it was the election cycle. Okay. And the president's like, well, we can't tell people because then they're going to get scared and I'm not going to get reelected. Yeah. And then the scientists are like, but this is an asteroid and yeah. it's going to destroy the Earth. And they're <laughs> like, well, yeah, but I need to get my votes and I need to make sure I'm looking good as a president. And so all the scientific community is going, that doesn't matter because it's about, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And so in this situation, it feels like the opposite in that they're trying to prep us by going, well, here's some video of a UFO that we don't know what it is, but it's definitely not a human thing. So we're letting y'all know there's something out there because it feels like they can't hide it anymore. Almost as if something is coming, like almost like they, like they got a phone call from the aliens, almost like if it's secretly like a men in black type mm-hmm. of thing going on. Like yeah. they, the government has been in communication with aliens for a long time and then something is coming that they can't hide anymore. So it feels like they got to go, hey, y'all, here's some um, breadcrumbs so y'all get to prepare y'all so nobody has a heart attack when the aliens come out and they, they got on fucking uh, off-white sneakers and, yeah. and Supreme Court because they already been, they've been linked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been coming here for years, but now it's some kind of scuffle or war and it's, it's about to get real. And so we want to prep y'all for when the aliens come. Okay. And those all those like files and meetings haven't been happening. So Mexico came out and was like, here's some bodies. Sure. Did you see that? I saw it. Yeah. And they were real small. Yes. And they were like, look like fossils. Like people mache. It looked, <laughs> looked very much <laughs> like some bullshit. So, but then that's when I saw that, that's when my mindset changed from okay. them prepping us for something to, I feel like they're prepping us for some kind of one world currency. They're trying to do something to bring us all together as a people. 
Okay. They want to. I feel like this is my theory. I okay. feel like they want us to be scared of aliens, so we go. Let's stop worrying about black, white, Polish, and Irish, and Ukrainian, and Russian. We are one human being. Okay, one world. Okay, you know. Uh, and and I feel like they're trying to introduce something into and it being Mexico and Mexico being right next to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and it feels like there's some kind of we need to come together as a global society. And, and, and you know aliens are coming here We need to unite as people mm. And I feel like that's when they kind of start to drop in the, And that's why we're all going to start using the same dollar mm. That's my theory I don't have any evidence okay. for it obviously But it just felt weird that Mexico had to up the ante First, So far yeah. it's just been like documents And videos that are grainy And stuff and now it's like well we got bodies Yes and here's look at them sure. That felt like y'all not falling For the crop circles enough So we, we, gotta, we gotta make y'all believe quicker Cause yeah. y'all not falling for it enough so here's some even more crazy evidence. Yeah. It felt weird. I haven't heard of anybody about crop circle in like decades. Well, cause people were just, it got old and, yeah, and, yeah. and enough of them were being found out. Like people were being found in the middle of making them. Right. And yeah. they were like, Oh, so they yeah. probably are all bullshit. Yeah. But when I saw that, I went, okay, I went, okay. Um, I think we talked about this before that. I don't think we can comprehend what an alien. I just don't think humans no. can comprehend what an alien is there. I don't think we, the, the image that they put out and portray in Hollywood it comes from a human mind. It comes from. I just don't think we know what aliens. If they were to walk upon us, I don't think we would know. It wouldn't like, look like, like some men in black shit. Exactly. It we wouldn't, wouldn't look know. like a, a little, a yeah, little, hum, like a little close to a human. It yeah. has like feet. And I think the closest that I ever saw that I said, "Oh, this person was on drugs," and I think this is the closest mm-hmm. that it is is the movie uh, Arrival. Okay. Arrival. They. It was like some squids. They were giant squids. Mm-hmm. They didn't speak. They didn't go. Bling, 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 bling. They didn't even use their voices. Yeah. They use like smoke mm. to communicate. Okay. So because everything that we know that when we get that we've been fed about aliens is mm. from a human feels like a very rudimentary right. like yes. it. It kind of sounds like English, but it's not English. Yeah. They don't do a middle finger to say fuck you. They do a pinky finger to say fuck right. you. They don't have uh, blue eyes or red or uh, brown eyes. They have black eyes, but their eyes are where our eyes are, and they yeah. have fingers and toes. Talk like minions and shit. That's it's like that's it's, just, it's, like I just, I just don't think that's it's what a per, it's what it's what a ex- six year old would tell you an alien exactly. Is. I just, and, and it's like and that's what the Mexican people at that thing show pulled out. Yeah, man, it's like. That's not real. Like, I just, I was like, is this like, is this, what I think, my theory is I think that, like you said, they're trying to do these, they're trying to put these breadcrumbs to like, you ready. I think there's, at some point, they're maybe going to do an attack. They're kind of trying to figure out what it is or like what's, you know, coming to. And get, they're going to engage with something. And kind of trying, I think they're trying to be like, okay, we need to figure out what this thing is before it becomes a threat. Mm-hmm. But I think they might be like, you know, you guys need to get ready because we may try to, if they come upon us and they flying around and shit and. Mm-hmm. We happen to get the, I don't know what the military jets are. That's like the fastest they can. Right. And they try to like catch these things, even we, though they we can. Might, we might step to them. And y'all I think, need to be I think they may, I think they may try, man. And I, they want us to be prepared for if something comes back. Yes. That's so they need to be like, so y'all know aliens exist, right? Yeah. So if y'all hear some explosions or something like that, just know that that might be aliens making contact, but that's, but they're not telling us because yeah. we about to attack them. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't keep coming on our territory. Exactly. I don't think that the government or whatever the military is comfortable with and UFO flying around upon us. And we just was like, we just have grainy footage all the time. The footage yeah. is always grainy. It's like, that, uh, it's like I what? Love, I love that you said that. <laughs> I love that you said that. Cause I want to find this video from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. If I can find it real quick. It, if aliens crossed the galaxy in whatever is their spaceship and arrived at Earth just to throw some balloons across North America, I'm thinking, really? Ali- really? We have crowdsourced any possible alien invasion on this Earth. 
because there's six billion smartphones in the world and everybody can yeah. take a high resolution still frame or video camera. We have a million people at any moment who are airborne. We can look out their windows. Yeah, I need better evidence than just we don't know what it is, therefore it's alien. Our capacity to detect alien life with the crowdsourcing of eyes on Earth uh, tells me that it's less convincing than ever before. Correct. So basically, I have a question though. Oh, please go for it. Is he still alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he's not. Neil okay. deGrasse Tyson's not saying anything crazy. Oh, okay. He, he would get like uh, found. He drowned in a, yeah, a bathtub yeah, yeah. or anything okay. like that. But in that, what he just said basically summed up everything that that I was saying about me- what I saw Mexico do. Yeah. Which is basically, we have come so far as a society that the government can't trick us like they used to. Sure. So they are now trying to find a way to. They have to keep up in the. I, I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree with that. But what he's saying is basically, I think the reason that there's not more uproar when there have been documents released, people are in Mexico are bringing out bodies, we've seen video footage, is that we've seen so deep fakes and everybody has a yeah. cell phone and we've seen cell phone footage from people flying on planes that are saying they're holding their camera out the, out the video, out, out the window and saying they saw something flying next to the plane that they're flying in. And but nobody I, has footage. Well, people have footage of stuff like that, but like you said, it's grainy. Yeah. And like he said, there's 6 billion people on the planet and you can go on the internet and type in alien sighting and you'll find a bunch of videos that might look a little bit convincing if it's 1976. Yeah, but in sure. 2023, when we've seen paranormal activity and all these vid- these movies that are uh, handheld camera movies, mm-hmm. but they clearly do special effects. So it makes it look like it's a home movie, but there's CGI in it. So I think the threshold for us going, this is clearly real, has risen significantly. And so obviously, whatever whatever is happening with these UFO uh, confirmations from the government is not getting people, it's not getting the reaction that whoever is the powers that be want. Mm -hmm. And so they keep up in the ante. And I feel like Mexico being like, look, we got some bodies. Sure. Was a, a death, like a Hail Mary. Yeah. You know, to get us to really, hey man, we got to real. I think they want us to go. We got to have a real talk as a society because now we've seen bodies. But like you said, they look like uh, yeah, Barbie dolls. Like, they, they, they were like in boxes. So like where's the ship? Toys. But where's the ship? They come like how do you, how do they, they find? But here's the, here's the, and that's the other thing that Neil deGrasse saying, Neil deGrasse Tyson said in that video is that what they're basically saying is they found parts machinery that they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and therefore it's alien. And what Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying is just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean it's from another planet. Right. So you using the word alien is kind of misleading because just because you don't know what it is, it is an unidentified piece of, of material, but that doesn't mean it's from another planet and the alien was flying in. It just means it's alien to you because you don't know what it is. What is the definition of alien? That's a good question. I will tell you right now. Belonging to a foreign country or nation or a planet, I guess, you know, so... Not from where you're from, and in this, in the context hmm. of aliens, not from this planet. Got you. Okay. All right. But so, but alien could just mean could be just some foreign. It could be anything. Chinese people made yeah. this, made this thing, and so we don't we have don't know the what schematics it on it. So yeah, it's yeah. alien. Yeah. And so when they use there isn't parameters like around what it, and it, like the word alien where is exactly. like it's not just from this planet. And and I feel like what Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying is I think whoever's putting not whoever the governments the governments from yeah. different countries when they say that they know what they're saying yeah they know what people will believe but they also know that they're covering their ass by when they can go well we don't we didn't say it was from another planet we just said it's alien we don't know what it is <laughs> so that could be preparing us for some kind of China versus U S war that was a that was a theory where it's like well why are we finding things that we don't know what it is in in our territory yeah. 
when they found it when China was like, oh, that's a um a tourist balloon or whatever yeah, yeah, they yeah. said. It, it, can't, it turned out it was like Chinese, yeah, in U.S. territory. So when you start going, oh, this we're finding alien stuff here. It's like, okay, well, we didn't say it's from another planet. We just said it's not from here and it's not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So they could be preparing us for war. Could be, you know, they could be preparing us to go. Well, we keep finding stuff, and it turns out it's not from another planet. It's from Japan. Yeah, you know. So I just think it's interesting, and the dolls coming out. Well, not dolls. They said it was <laughs> aliens, and they looked like they were in little coffins. Yeah, but they were like, uh, they were like it's two not, feet there's tall. There's not gooey. There's no where's deep. It was like, like fossilized. No bones. I mean, no uh, ins, no like you know what I mean. Like it's no body parts. It's like come on. Man. I wanted what them to. This? You bring. You know what? You know what we all want to see as a people. I want you to bring them one of them out with their hands behind their back and some handcuffs. Yeah, I thought he was gonna bring them on like one of those little glass tubes <laughs> with like water in it. Yeah, and they're got like, a mask on yeah. his face is floating in water. Like Mew, that's what I want to see. Like a Mewtwo that's from Pokemon. See. Yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Yeah, we don't want to see. So we need, hold we need up some concrete evidence, not concrete. You uh, holding up some marionette puppets in the box and being like these. They had it covered in like a some type of. Blanket or something? Like these, these are aliens. I said, look at this. These is, these is yeah, aliens. Then a nerd to have two of them. <laughs> these is uh, two aliens. <laughs> these is aliens. I said, come on, man. You can't be. Come on, Mexico. Y'all got to do better than this, man. Y'all can't just wheel out the that box. That would be a joke. I thought it was a joke. I, I hope so. You know, I hope it was because it definitely wasn't convincing. But in, um, in the meantime, like we said uh, in Monday's episode where we did the mini sold, Thursdays are now where you can find your full dose of affirmative murder. Uh, we are very excited to get into the story that we are doing this week. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation. Which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P, at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. All right, and we are back. Fran, um, if you would like to take the lead into this, because you actually were the one that hit me up about this story, mm-hmm. and um, I had heard about it before. I feel like we even probably have talked about it briefly before in the past, but... Uh, in the time that we have spoken about it, some years have passed. The person has been sentenced and everything. So now we obviously can do a deep dive. So why don't you go ahead and let people know what we're doing this week? Yeah, we're doing the murder of Yolanda Holmes. Um, I found this story on, well, I sent it to you on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. I 
I think we might have seen it before. For sure. And some of the elements of it. Let's not jump the shark, obviously. Right, but, right. Yeah. And then, I, you know, when I um, sent it to you and then you kind of was like, bro, look at this. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it was, you know, because the caption of the video, I mean, we, I'm not, I don't want to explore it now, but like I saw it and I was like, oh, shit, this is interesting. And then you see this dude on here just like flaunting. <laughs> I mean, stunting. I mean, like if he, if the, the epitome of somebody that would just be like, just giving out money. I mean, yeah. like he would be at the at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, it was ab absolutely a uh, a headline and a thirty second kind of setup for what the story's about that grabs you. Yeah, and so obviously we we did our our deep dive and we wanted to tell our listeners about it and spread some awareness about stories like this. And because uh, I think this is a, a kind of common, unfortunately, maybe not as directly with the familial relationship as this story but i think that we've heard tons of stories like this these fraudulent type of situations where people do despicable things for money and greed yeah so uh, well, yeah. and also with when this when this this, this event happened and then now it kind of aged kind of well because of the social media aspect i mean where it's just like you get it it got it gets it got when you when you read it now you go like you know this makes sense. Yeah. Somebody that would try to do this. We're in the clout era. For clout. Mm -hmm. Everything. 2020, back in when it happened, it was like. You get unbelievable. It, unbelievable. Now it's not that unbelievable. Now it's not unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. That's sad. That's sad. Society is falling. That is sad. Because I fully agree with you where you go. Now in 2023 lenses, you go, I could see somebody doing yeah. this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this is the story of the murder of Yolanda Holmes. Let's get into it. <clears throat> so, in early morning of September 2nd, 2012. Chicago homicide detectives responded to a 911 call at an apartment complex. Yolanda Holmes, a 45-year-old single mom who owned her own hair salon, was found shot and stabbed to death in her apartment. She was killed as she slept alongside her on-and-off-again boyfriend, Curtis Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Wyatt's story was that he heard gunshots come from the bedroom and then ran into the assailant in the hallway of the apartment. He sustained some injuries attempting to wrestle the gunman to the ground, but failed to stop the crook, and they got away. Okay, now it was two different accounts that I've read. Sure. Now one of them were that um, he heard uh, he woke up to a gunman being in, like they were asleep. They like they were he, both asleep. Both asleep. And he woke up to a gunman shooting her while she was asleep, right next to him. Right next to him, and then they got up and got to tussling and got to fighting in the hallway. Yeah. Another one was where he was uh, some guy busted into the um, into the apartment. Right. They got the tussling, knocked him unconscious, and then, and went, then and went and, and killed her. Yeah, I feel like the truth is probably somewhere in the middle then because right. if you're both asleep, I get it, you know something, if they were both asleep in the bed, it really speaks to the intention. Yes. If you only kill one of the people in the bed and right. then go to leave. Right. You know, so if he was in the bed, that is very much a red flag if I'm a detective yeah. on the situation because I go, you were laying in the bed next to the person and they didn't shoot you too? You know, so... You know, uh, you know, so somewhere in the middle, uh, you know, my what I read was he was I never I never and what I read. It was very quick. It didn't say like he was in the kitchen mm -hmm. or anything like that it just says he was somewhere else in the apartment while okay. she was asleep. OK. And then he heard gunshots and then came running. And you heard which sounds crazy. I mean, yeah. Like, right. For you to be you were like making a sandwich. Make a sandwich. <laughs> it's an apartment. They don't live in a mansion. Like, you right. weren't in the West Wing of the house. Yeah. And then and somebody you get gunshots and you run into the to the other yeah, wing. Like, of what? The, yeah. Yeah. You know, you ran to the uh, servants quarters. It was an apartment. So, yeah. 
Um, I think that, yeah, somewhere in between, more likely, I, I, I guess I could understand um, them being, it's late night, she's asleep, why wouldn't he be asleep too? Yeah, so let me ask you a question. Go for not, it. I'm not saying that this, you know, uh, Mr. Wyatt has something to do with this. Sure. My question to you would well, be. we don't know so far. Right. My question to you would be, let's say, hypothetically, he, you know, we haven't gotten to that story, but let's say he has something to do with it, right? Sure. Now, do you think people go like, I have to come up with a story for when, because you know authorities are going to come if to If you're you. guilty or if you're not guilty? Uh, I say if you're guilty. I'll have to come up with a story mm-hmm. after this goes down that has to make sense. Yes. Do you think people actually think about that or it's just like... They just start just, vomiting words? Because that doesn't... For him to be like, oh yeah, I heard gunshots in the, in the, in the, in the bedroom and I didn't right. even know somebody was... Like, what? Yeah. That I, doesn't sound like a well thought out uh, excuse. Exactly. And in my experience, uh, as far as just like... Watching true crime TV shows, listening to true crime documentaries and stuff. More detail is always worse. Detectives, when you talk too much, detectives look for when you give too much detail. When your story is too thought out, yeah. that's the one that looks suspicious. So, I think that if you are guilty, you try to cover up the big things, but you always miss the small things. You go, "Oh yeah, we were we were in a really good space." You know, you always want to make sure you're safe as far as when you start to ramble. That's when it kind of like, yeah, like, yeah. Or when you try to get ahead of it, like we're in a really good space right now, even though we've had some problems in the past because yeah. y'all might have a domestic violence record. Let's say it's a, a couple. Right. You might want to get ahead of that. Mm-hmm. But you, t- why is that relevant when this person's dead? Right. You know, so it's always those kind of things where you're trying to give too much information up front mm-hmm. and then they go, okay, well, uh, why were you sleeping downstairs? Well, we got into an argument. Oh, I thought, well, last time we interviewed you, you said she had COVID. Both. Yeah. She had both. You know, you tried that shit to me when I was in elementary school. <laughs> I they got in trouble. To trip you. What'd I you got do? in trouble for what did I do? You what? You kill someone? So in elementary school, have I, I told you the story? You? I don't, so elementary you school, get in, you got interrogated. In so let me let me. I gotta give you some context because please do. This is when I didn't move with my dad until uh, like third grade. Sure. So before that, I was with my mom, my uh-huh. brother, my older brothers, who was always in trouble. Right. So I was like a hoodlum. Right? Sure. So when I came to um, live with my dad and. I was, it was just, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air when you moved. Yeah, there. I was just like, I felt like I was ahead of the other kids because I was already cussing, mm-hmm. and a lot of kids wasn't cussing. So I was sure. like cussing in school. People was like, "What the fuck? Yeah, who's this guy? Well, yeah, you can cut, man. What the fuck? I chicken fuck I want, yeah, man. So it was like, <laughs> so then one time we was on a bus. So this kid brings a, a, a toy gun to school. Sure. So I said, "Give me that gun." So I take the, gun. <laughs> I take the. It's a toy gun. I take uh-huh. the toy gun. Put it in my book bag. Somebody told. That I had a gun in my book bag. You tucked it like it was. The, I had my book bag. Give me the, give me the piece. <laughs> I had a gun in my book bag, so I get to school. And he's like, hey, so you know, um, that kid that's cussing, cussing all the time. Can you the, yeah, can you get it off? I said, all right. So they found out I had the gun in my book. Cause somebody told the, uh-huh. the kid I took it from said I, I had it. I said, okay. He ratted on you. Ratted on me. Never liked him ever since then. <laughs> but in the office, and they asked me, asked me questions. But they was asking me questions, and they was asking me questions. And ever since that, ever since that day, I mm-hmm. went like. That was a tactic. That yeah, was. I don't, I don't answer questions anymore. Yeah, they asked me questions, then and then like come back to you. I was again. like, Yeah, hmm. so they already asked me this. Yeah, asked me. And ever since then, I was like, Oh, this is. A, and when I when I found out that was a tactic, I was like, They tried that shit on me mm-hmm. at eight. At, at like <laughs> at eight. <laughs> at eight, I got suspended and I got punished, and I, I kind of like that's when I kind of yeah. like turned over. Now I don't. Now you don't. Nah, that's why you don't, don't answer questions. I don't doubt. I don't doubt. Yeah, that's why you don't <laughs> answer questions. <laughs> people try to trick you, man. Yeah, you know. I don't know what people's intentions are. They ask me questions, so I try to stay away from. Them. Yeah, that's why you know at CrimeCon last year, I think a couple people came up to you and were like, "So, yeah. uh, you guys enjoying CrimeCon?" Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah how you doing? Have a nice day. Yep. Just keep it short. I don't answer. Yeah. I don't answer nah, questions. Man. So what about? Po- 
I'm not. Don't ask me nothing about podcasting right now. I'm chilling. <laughs> and the thing What'd about you say, I'm somewhere else. Right I, now. Hey, I'm everywhere. Right I'm now. every. I'm so and I think that gave off the energy where people, you know, this year were like, "We leave friend alone." Is that what you want? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Don't ask me. Questions. I only talk to the listeners. The only people I talk to are the listeners that right. come up to me and want to talk. Fran does not want to network. He does not don't don't. He does not no. want to uh, talk shop with you. If you want a podcast with him, lead with that. Yes. Don't be asking him about metrics and exactly. numbers and and what regions that we're in and all this type of stuff. He's not trying to talk to you about that type of stuff. <laughs> if you want a podcast, ask him that Start up front. With, off the jump. Yeah, we should pod together sometime. Don't be asking him about numbers and and you know. Uh, what markets we're trying to target and don't ask. Don't, he's not trying to talk to you about that right now. <laughs> we we either talking about we were talking to the listeners, yeah, or we talking to. I love know, the listeners, yeah. Or we talking to some fellow podcasters that we got some good relationships exactly. with, exactly. Or we're trying to get to know you as a person, and you also happen to also podcast. But I don't want to start it off on podcast talk. I never want to talk podcast with another podcast person. I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there. Yeah. On the crowd come. Let's yeah. talk about you want to talk about Top Boy. You want to talk about let's talk. Yes. Talk to us like on some on some, yeah, on some human shit. You know? But yeah, but my point was that like uh, when I found out that was a tactic, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So because then it will you answer that question, and then if it's like an immediate answer, they gonna come back to it, and if you give a complete thing, oh I got you. Yeah. Oh yeah. The tactics are are sharp. And also, I couldn't be I couldn't be an detect the detective and be patient because they have to. Yeah, sit through the lies. You gotta sift through the lies, and because I'll go, ah, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! See, I wrote right here. You said it was May third, but really it was April the twenty eighth. So we caught you, but it's not enough evidence to, not- to lock him up. So you didn't, now you just scared him. Now they quiet. I, yeah, I'm just, I would have been the same way. You said it was orange soda, but but it was great. We yeah. already know it was great because we saw it at the scene. Like, the case. Yeah, I'd be like, well, what are you what are you gonna do with that information now? Well, nothing. Keep talking. I'm like, no, well, no, lawyer, <laughs> lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, I got too excited. We gotta go have a powwow outside the door. Like, my bad, man, I got a little too excited. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go talk to the people behind the invisible glass. Sorry, I heard him. He told a lie, and I got, I jumped it. Yeah, that's, that's our fault. That was that's our fault. We got him on the soda though. We can get him on misdemeanor soda, and that's probably no, that's like not six work. months. <laughs> That'll hold no weight. You, you done fumbled the whole case, man. <laughs> the whole case fumbled because you got excited. Couldn't couldn't have a good poker face. Anyway, back to the story. So. So like I said, uh, Mr. Wyatt said that, you know, he got into a scuffle with the gunman and mm-hmm. but they got away. However, Curtis aroused suspicion when he admitted to cle- uh, when he admitted to clearing up the scene mm-hmm. before detectives mm-hmm. arrived. So I guess in Curtis Wyatt's mind, he went, well, it was like the house was a mess and uh, we knew people were coming. So I wanted to straighten Right. Up. Yeah. <laughs> how You know how bullshit that sounds when the police are there and it's blood. It's a person dead in another room. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got the vacuum out and I put some rubber gloves on and I just wanted to clean up a little bit, do the dishes because. We knew we was going to have company over. It's like, there's no weed. This lady's dead. Yeah. Why are you cleaning up a crime scene? Well, she always is talking about she doesn't like to have people over here when it's a house is a mess. And oh, I knew man. she would hate that. That no. looks bad. No. Don't clean up a crime scene fresh Never. after the... Don't do that. Let me pick up this lamp real quick. No. No, with the smallest detail, don't do it. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, this shoe was right here, but it's not my shoe. I don't even know if it's her shoe. Don't touch the shoe. Unless she has something to do with it. Unless you, but that's how it looks. Yeah. Why are you cleaning up the sure. scene if you? Yeah. Why is that even on your mind? Investigators on the scene found a broken handgun on the bedroom floor and a paring knife missing from a kitchen block. Blood spatter on the walls and signs of a struggle indicated that somebody was fighting for their life. And I think that was the Curtis Wyatt end of it. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I don't. Um. You know, unfortunately, Yolanda was in bed and asleep. I don't think there was she was there was much fight from her. Right. Um. Sad. Sadly. The fact that Yolanda had been shot and stabbed indicated overkill, according to Michelle Wood. Mm-hmm. 
a Chicago PD uh, homicide detective, who added that the killer was set on making sure that she did not survive. Yeah. So this wasn't a a robbery no. where just like somebody got you know it was a fatal injury. This was a very clear hit. Hit if you exactly. will. Some, yep. This was the, the the intention was for Yolanda to no longer be alive. Yolanda's sister told investigators that Wyatt had had some violent interactions with Yolanda in the past. And her son Kwame Kwame indicated that he believed Wyatt was behind the murder. Mm. So you got the family starting to say things about him pointing fingers toward Curtis Wyatt, nothing definitive, but just saying they've had some scuffles in the past. Her son indicated that he believed he was behind the murder. And so, you know, now Curtis Wyatt is really being framed as the number one suspect in this. And it's always the spouse. Yeah. I mean, or it's not always, but a lot of times it's the spouse. He was there when it happened. Yes. He wasn't, Shot, didn't die. No evidence of a person. No evidence. He tried to clean up. Mm -hmm. And you have background of domestic violence or physical violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, like. This is very reminiscent of The Fugitive, if I'm correct, Curtis White. Great movie starring um, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. When was the last time you seen that movie? Star Wars? Yeah. No, the movie just was. Han Solo. uh, Fugitive. Oh, The Fugitive? Like 2008. Man, I'm. You know, it's impressive. I don't know how you... Well, this... So, have you seen The Fugitive? No. Well, The Fugitive... I probably have, but if I have, I don't remember the title of the, the movie. The Fugitive is starring Indiana Jones, who is... Goddamn... Why? This is... It's... He's an American icon. Anyway, in The Fugitive, the guy's wife is killed. Mm-hmm. They come to the house. She's dead. He's only there by himself. But when he came home... He was a doctor. Okay. He came home. He saw a one-armed man leaving out of the bedroom window... He comes in the house. His wife's dead. Yeah. So the police show up. He's there. He took the wife out of his knife when he got in, when when he got in the house. So he he gets there. His fingerprints on the knife. She's bleeding. Dead. He's talking about a one arm man. Yeah. They're like one arm man. Yeah. Man, put your hands behind your back. So he runs. <laughs> yeah. And he spends the whole movie running from the police trying to find the one arm man, the, the real man that killed his wife. Yeah. So this guy, he wait. He wakes up. His girl is dead. Mm-hmm. It's some dude they he chased out of the house. And now he's telling the police. It was a guy here. I chased him out of the house, but you cleaned up the house and there's no evidence of another person. And so you just kind of sound crazy. Yeah. You know, so that's why it reminded me of that. But yeah, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a good movie. A while? So wait. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a while. You never seen a movie and I'm so But famous. you remember the people that said it and shit? Well, I remember. He's an iconic guy. Who? Han Solo. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not coming to me right now. You know who I'm talking about. It's I Indiana don't. Jones. I don't. It's the guy, gray hair, Han Solo. What's his name? <laughs> People screaming in the cars right now. I'm sorry. You listen, y'all know I love movies. I'm a film buff. I love movies. I know the guy. I'm shocked you don't know his name. I know his name. It's just not here right now. Is it, okay. It's just not here right now. <laughs> That's what I mean. You can't seem to spit it but out. But it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I know who he is. Anyway, goddamn. I know who he is. I, I'm sorry. I know I let somebody down right now. They're like, man, this dude don't know shit. I, I know. I know who he is. I just don't have it right now in this moment. It's escaped me. Y'all try talking on the microphone and remembering stuff right here in the moment. Y'all don't know shit. All right, man. Don't get defensive. All right, my bad. Sorry. I, I got it. I got carried away. Anyway. Because people always want to be like, man, you know, I can't believe you don't remember that. You ever tried to have a conversation on the spot and you got to remember something right then and there? Y'all yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> get me hot in here. <laughs> All right, so with no fingerprints on the gun, which a broken gun was found at the scene, mm-hmm. with no fingerprints on the gun and only a brief description of the suspect from Curtis Wyatt, the investigation trudged along for a year, yielding few results. Mm. Kwame Wilson, who was also known by his rap name, Young QC, was an aspiring entertainer, and the grind didn't stop even in tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
laugh. Don't laugh. In the months after his mother's murder, QC was seen around town filming music videos and a full-length street drama called The Nick Story, which he uploaded to his QC Works with a U, W-U-R-K-S YouTube channel yeah. in March of 2013 mm-hmm. and features nine incredible episodes that I, highly, incredible. that I highly recommend. Incredible. This is, Fran, and you can laugh over there as much as you want to. <laughs> this is as good as anything I've seen on TikTok from Tubi. Because I would never get Tubi. But any yeah. kind of clip I've seen from Tubi movies yeah. on TikTok, yeah. his show is as good it's as anything on, level, on there. For sure. Or BET Plus. This is oh, very Tyler Perry Presents. Don't get disrespectful. He's doing, he does very Tyler Perry Presents type of things. He's a boss no, in Chicago. Not. No, he does not. <laughs> no, he does. Don't be disrespectful. Don't disrespect Tyler Perry like that. I'm not trying to disrespect Tyler Perry. I'm just saying I, I'm not blown away by the acting in his movies. And Tyler Perry's? Yeah. I think he's great acting. Tyler Perry's? It's been some some decent performances in the Tyler Perry movies, but it's also been some. I don't think the performances in Boo a Medea Halloween were. <laughs> That's any, a real movie. Yes. Oh, I don't think any of the performances in that really blew me away. That's all I'm saying. You know, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Great, great performances in that. All right, so, so it's what, a hit or so, miss. So what do you say about black people's uh, whoa. appreciation appreciation in, mo- in movie hey, films? Hey, whoa, I, I didn't say anything about that. I don't know what <laughs> no, you're talking about. Listen, that's, no. not, a conversa- that's you, a conversation. That's a conversation. That's not a conversation. No. Not, that, you, that's not for me. You can't escape that question. <laughs> <That's not> a, <laughs> Answer the damn question. Listen. What do you know? What do you think about no, black no, no, people? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell, okay. tell, tell you my brief answer. Okay. I don't want to get into All right. I think black people have a great appreciation for good television and good stuff. That's why Tyler Perry is who he is. No. I think that I think that black people are very much some of the biggest champions of I'm going to support a person, a, a good black man doing, doing good and trying to better his life. And yeah. that's how, I think Tyler, that's gone a long way for Tyler. Perry. No, it doesn't. He's, not, he's a, not solely he, on that. No, I disagree. And, and when he was funny, he was funny. He earned a lot of, he earned a lot of uh, credit with those plays okay. and a lot of his early yeah, work. Cause they were good. They were funny. funny. And it was God, you know, black people love God and yes. church and everything. So it was church related. It was, he was funny and so it was like, and this guy's on the, he's on the hunt to be a billionaire. And I think black people really galvanized behind a cause like that. We want to see it. We want to uplift a black person and support. Black people are the most supportive people. That's why I always say sure. Robin Thicke is one of the dumbest entertainers. Now you got me on a tangent. Robin Thicke <laughs> is one of the dumbest entertainers ever because he was making his, he was making a decent living yeah. being a white guy who black people like. You get to go to Essence Festival. You get to be on BET, uh, 106 in Park. At number eight, you're never going to be number one because, you, you know, you're a white boy in the space. You're never going to be number one. Right. But you you get the, you're going to get, black people going to support you. They like it. That white boy can sing. Yeah. That, he he got one hit song mm-hmm. and he, 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 he crashed out. Yeah. Now he's cheating on his wife and all this type of stuff. And white people didn't really know who Robin Thicke was. They just knew that one song. They don't care. We knew him when she's the kind of girl you yeah. want to marry. Pharrell and all this type of stuff. As soon as he got one hit, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm a pop star. Fuck black people. Fuck my wife too. My black wife. Cheated, on his, cheated on his wife. So black people were like, fuck this. This dude's a dirtbag. Fuck yeah, this guy. Yeah. And now he's lost in limbo. Yeah. White people don't Nobody care. Like, know well, you don't is. got another blurred lines? <laughs> and then black people were like, we don't want to hear you sing about trying to get your black wife not back now that you cheated on her. Fuck you, man. Yeah. And don't come to Essence Festival anymore. No. We don't want to hear Blurred Lines. No. We don't like that song. No. We like the R&B stuff you were doing. And now you kind of, you jumped the shark. Yeah. So black people are some of the most supportive people in the world. When they fuck with you, they fuck with you. For sure. You know, and I think that Tyler Perry has been a big beneficiary of that. Yeah. Do I think that he is the most creative artist making uh, compelling Nobody television said and Nobody movies? Nobody said that. I'm just saying that you, okay. you turned it into do black people no, because not know what no. good television is? No, I think that's just, I think like that, you saying to me. I think that swaths of black people support Tyler Perry because he's been like an institution and he's been around for a long time. And sometimes you just support who you support. Okay, so quick synopsis of what you just said. Go ahead. You're saying that. Go ahead and tweet he's my only, words up. He's only, 
I'm not twisting anything. Go ahead. This is what you said. This is what. Tell me what, what you, you think I said. Okay. So not, some, some this, what I said. You said that you know during his plays he was they were they were decent at best. I like. And them. then you said <laughs> you you said he only they he had a goal of being a uh, uh, this this billionaire filmmaker producer, mm-hmm. and he said black people only jumped on to that because the plays were good and he had a goal. So let's let's help him get to that goal. But the movies wasn't great. Yes. Okay, <laughs> that's what, that's what, I All thought right. she's gonna twist it up more than that. That's basically what I was saying. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying about Tyler Perry. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my thoughts on Tyler Perry. <laughs> right, you know, it's better vodkas than Ciroc, right? Sure, but black people love Diddy, and we want to support Diddy, so we're gonna buy black. That's no. all I'm saying about no, Tyler no, Perry. No, 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 that's not why. No. That's not why. What? That that's why they buy Ciroc because of Diddy. Yeah, you're supporting a black owned business. That's not why they do it because of black owned business. Why do they do it, friend? Can Why we make, would you? Can we? Can we? Can we make all right. Story? Well, you asked. You took me there. I love black people. I was I asking black the question. You were on want, a tangent, and I want black people to be great. And I love that black people will support you and buy black. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I think. I think it's his chair. Uh, yeah, it's, you got very. It's I think it's the chair. Wrong, while I'm you're attacking like, you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can. I like it. <laughs> I like the confrontation. Yeah, please keep it going. Yeah, but don't get me going and then be like, all right, man, get back to the story because now you got me riled up and I want to make sure my point is clear. I was asking a question because I was just well, you confused about it. what you were saying. Hey, hey, you know what's up, man? It's been asked. Yeah, and I think I answered it enough. Okay, and right. we'll see how people feel about how oh, I feel about yeah. Tyler Perry. I think they they won't like it. I don't care. <laughs> Guess what? I don't like Tyler Perry movies or his TV shows. I think they're bad. I there disagree. You got it out. I disagree. You like what's your favorite Tyler Perry movie? Tyler Perry movie, 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 movie. Okay, you know to be quite honest with you, uh, go, go ahead and be quite honest with you. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, play. I, I like his play. Yeah, okay, movie. I bet you do. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to the, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being quite honest, man. Um, so there was one specific video on. Uh, QC Works YouTube channel mm-hmm. that got him a lot of attention. Yes, he 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 had a whole YouTube series and everything on on and um, songs. Matter of fact, I'm it, is, put, it is still up, people. It is still up and yes. available. It's QC QC W U R K S. Um, the the monetization is still on, so you know. If is you, it? Yeah, yeah. But we won't. As of right now, as we're talking, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we will. Exp- you can once we finish the story, you can make the decision if you want to go watch some videos right. on the QC Works channel. But I'm gonna play one of his songs first. So you can see what this kid's aspirations were, what what talent level we're working with, and you know him having the goals of being a big successful rapper and TV star. I want to play some of his music, and then I'm going to play the video that got him attention from the Chicago Police Department. So we're going to start with uh, this is Young QC Wet featuring Elliot. Weezy baby. QC, I'm ballin' and I'm rich, holla, holla, doors on the car, go up, see a bad bitch like skirt, holla, take her to my home, kiss her on her neck, get her out her phone, but not until she's, not until she's, I know she wet. Uh, great wordplay there from Young QC. Um, not until she's wet. Um, those lyrics are actually interesting. I wanted to um, read them before we get into some more details from the from the case. I think that they might be a little bit important. So this is Young QC wet. Um, the first bars of that are I'm QC, mm-hmm. I'm balling, and I'm rich. Hold yes. up. Doors on the car go up. Mm. 
Okay, that's so he's true. Rhyming, go up with hold up. He's not lying. He's not. He's not lying. The car, the doors on his car go up. Yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> um, and I guess that everything else um, was terrible. Okay, we right. get into that. Right. Um, but now here we go. So from that, this is another video from Young QC. Now that his, according, you know, uh, what he wants us to believe, his career is starting to take off now. Okay. So he wanted to give back to his fans. He put a video of him giving back to his fans up on his YouTube channel, uh, QC Works. I'm going to go get this thousand dollars out for the um for the fans, man. Really, I'm going to take out 20000 man. Just to show people, you feel me? I'm I'm on a whole different level with this, man. I ain't, you know, I take this serious, man. So you can't put me in the same category as the others. Another thing I think is important to note, one, I don't really know what he means by... I take this seriously and I'm, they're not doing it like me. I don't, he doesn't really say what he's doing. But also, th this is a Pusha T song. So he's doing, as a rapper, he's making a video of him, of him flexing, but he doesn't even think that his music is good enough to play in the background while he does some flexing shit, which is taking $20,000 out of the bank to give $1,000 back That's to the crazy, fans. crazy, man. So he's, I don't really know what the video point of this is. It, it's not like promoing his music because he's playing Pusha T's music. Just showing I can go to the bank. I can go to the bank and take $20,000. Now this is this is very visual, so um, we don't need to play all of it. But the, basically, the the video is he takes the money out of the bank, he goes to different parking lots and playgrounds and stuff, and he's just throwing the money in the sky. Yeah. So he's really showing like, um, this is for clout. This is for people to go to Josie QC out there throwing money. This guy, who is this guy? We got to look up this guy. We got to watch his YouTube videos. Like, who is who is QC? He's really running the streets of Chicago. Yeah. Where is he getting all his money from? Where is he getting his name from? Why are people showing up for him? I don't. That's 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 the part I couldn't. I would assume that. You know, based on looking at the people's reactions and stuff in the video, I would assume he put like a Facebook post up or a Twitter post okay. up saying like, hey, y'all come to the park. I'm throwing, I'm going to make it rain today. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people kind of looked, they just kind of were there with their hand out. It wasn't like, nobody seemed like they gave a shit about who he well, was. Well, it was they gave him a hug though. Yeah, but that felt like. You think it was just Chinese I think money? it was staged. I think it was, I think it was staged. It was staged. I think it was, I think they knew. Okay. And we can get into it because I told you I was going to bring okay. this up. So we don't, we're not going to use any names, but we lived through a time okay. where we had a friend who didn't do anything. I'm going to go ahead and preface that. But the situation was similar. He came into some money mm -hmm. through uh, life insurance, which is something that we'll get into about young QC. Yeah. This, our, this friend came into some money and started using that money to kind of buy friends in a way and buy a reputation, I feel. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was buying people's phones and buying things and buying photo shoots, doing things to be very visual. Yes. Like QC's doing, he's now making content with his money. Mm-hmm. And I think in his mind, it's very much a fake it till you make it type of thing. If I have the money and I fill myself with the money, more money will come because people think I have money. Right. And I think that was his strategy. And so what do you think of that strategy having seen it in person? Obviously, I think you should take the money and invest it in yourself. And yeah. if you have a business to that you think you can make money and invest it in the business. Okay. But what do you, how much stake do you put in the, well, you got to look the part to sell the part. Yeah, I think that's more of a thing now than it was 10 years yeah, ago. For sure. I think now, because, again, social media is so much bigger than it was a couple yeah. of 10 years ago. I think figure it till you make it is what... Instagram posts can more go a long way. Do, I think more yeah. than half who would do now anyway. Mm -hmm. But the, the person you're talking about, you know, I was closer to that person than you was because we grew up and, you know, we went to elementary school, whatever. And when he got that money, it was like... It's weird to see somebody with a whole... This is the first time I've seen somebody with a whole bunch of money and go in and actually, like, just completely just blow it yeah like go to like the, the definition of it yes like go to like the mall. You, you can see if if it was like a if it was grand theft auto you know how you have your money thing, yeah, yeah, yeah it was constantly spending yeah like it, if we went to the mall i remember we went to the mall and he bought lacoste 
and bought an Apple uh, MacBook, and it was just like gave a fr- another friend. You need, hey man, I need a haircut. You need a haircut here. Gave money to go get a haircut, which was crazy. Yeah, and it was just like he, he was, was like sunning people. He was yeah, it yeah. was like just spending crazy money, and it was like he had it, he, but he had a great idea. Yes. Yeah, so, I'll never take that away from Yeah, him. he had a great idea, but he didn't capitalize on the idea because people actually liked this one. People actually liked him at the time mm-hmm. and actually liked the idea. But he didn't capitalize on it because he kind of like he did a little bit, but it was it was more for it wasn't because it wasn't for the money. It was more for the attention yes. that, that I'm this person. And I have this he did it for the clout. To my name for the clout. And it wasn't it had, he had no intention of I want to grow this Build a business. and make money out of this. And then he did that. And then rubbed some people the wrong way, didn't pay people like he was supposed to, moved, and moved to an area where he just happened to run into celebrities and was just and kept like, it going. And kept it going. And then people was like, oh, look at this. And after a while, people, people started going like, I don't know, this right, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's for the cloud, man. I mean, people yeah. do anything. So having witnessed something like this firsthand, obviously this is a, a different situation, which right. we'll get into the details of yeah. it. But having seen somebody come into a windfall of cash and- I don't know about Young QC's um, his business model. Mm-hmm. But if his business model is the TV show that I watched and the music, I don't think there's any amount of money he could have came into a million dollars. There's no amount of money he could have invested into himself to make that work. Yes, he could have. You yes, think so? Could've. You think production so? could have been way better than what those videos? And you think were. if the production was better, that it would have made up for, for sure. the, the acting quality and the- no, you go, you get. Cla- the money he had, he could have. He could have. He could have put out a better product. He could have better. He could have. For sure. I agree with you. He could have definitely put out a better classes product. and investing. He didn't invest in. It was hire like, of of team to film it yeah. instead of camera phones or whatever. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were Come using on. like very like um, Microsoft Windows Studio. Yeah. Uh, transitions. You could have done a lot. You could have. A room, get a. He could have. He could have done a whole He could have. He could have. Throwing Lamborghini doors on a Mustang is not what you should be doing. <laughs> you just should be that was a waste of money, money for sure. Listen, I'm I don't want to split hey, hairs. Give it away. I don't want to split. Cool, I don't want to split hairs with Young QC, but that was definitely a waste of money. I don't know what else. You know the clothes. I don't yeah. know. You got to look good with it. Putting Lamborghini doors on a brand new Mustang. It's already a brand new Mustang. I think you're already impressed Mustang, by yeah. the Mustang. Yeah. I say no, nah, but what if the what if the doors went up? Though? Doors went up though. So that's a waste of money. I'll sure, give you that. Man. So I will. In the case of the person we're talking about, I definitely think he missed an opportunity to invest in himself in a yeah. real way. I yeah. will give him the benefit of the doubt that we were very young. Yes. And sometimes you don't know what a good idea is. You might know that people like it and you like that attention, but you don't know how far you can take it. Right. If you don't have the education, the people. Exactly. Because I wasn't one of those people that would have been no. like. No. I don't, yeah. You're like, I don't know. You're like, I'll go get my haircut. Yeah. It wasn't if you. If you want to give me my. Yeah. Now, I mean, but if you want to give me my haircut, we. I'm not gonna say. No. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna like, say hey, man, no. You know what you should do? Take this money, and go buy some certificates of deposit. Yeah, and it, we didn't know. No, no. You want these Nikes? If you yeah, want to buy me some, sure. You I'll insist. Take yeah. <laughs> so, but and I think that everybody around Young QC, if you watch the video that I just played, which was called "Giving Back to Fans," he has a, a crew of people around him. Which and is when dangerous, you're, man. it's that very dangerous. So and at this time, this kid is like 23 years old. Yeah. If you got a bunch of 20 to 22, 23 year old kids around you, and you come and all of a sudden you're the guy with money in his hand, and, yeah. and you're going, "Here, here's five hundred dollars for you. Five hundred dollars for you." Somebody plotting. Somebody's plotting for one, yes. but also nobody's there to tell you to stop. Nobody's there to tell you no. Yeah, I, of course I want you to keep giving me money. I'm not. Yeah. I would never if I'm a person. If I'm a sucker. If I'm yeah. if I'm your friend, obviously I would pull you aside. But if I'm a sucker who's a vulture and I'm going, why would I tell him to stop giving me money and go, hey man, you should invest this in yourself and stop giving it to people. Yeah, I or never stop making shitty music and, and shitty movies. Nobody's there to tell him like, yeah, this, this isn't was it. terrible. This isn't it, man. This is terrible. Of course, you the amount of yes men you can buy with money, it would blow your mind. Yes. 
You put five hundred dollars in my hand. I'll tell you whatever you want. I'll tell you yes all damn. This damn. is the best song I ever heard in my life, bro. Wet. The doors go up. Hold up. That's yeah. a great. I mean, I don't. Even, I never heard a wordplay like that before. <laughs> At 19, 20 years old. Nah, man. You're the man. <laughs> you're the man. <laughs> if this guy we were talking about was him handing out money to me personally like yeah. that, I might have been like, yo, this is the best shit I ever seen yeah. in my life. I never seen vision like this. You know, Ralph Lauren. Who? You should be running a business. Like, right. <laughs> be crazy. But uh, let's get back to it. So like I, uh, in the video I just played, he was giving back money to van- to fans. And in that video, you see a Mustang with Lamborghini doors on it. Yeah. Uh, that video was uploaded on May 13th of 2013 and depicted young QC alongside his crew hitting up a Chase Bank to withdraw money to give back to his fans. Mm-hmm. He said he'd taken out $1,000 for the fans, but it really, he said, but actually I'm taking out $20,000, but I'm going to go throw $1,000 at fans. So he took out $20,000 probably to pay the people around him. Yeah. And, you know, and also to just have money so you can hold it, take pictures with it. It was a prop. Money for him was a prop. And I think it's very important to note that his mom was very successful. Yes. She bought him the Mustang. This is not a kid that was struggling or he was very well he was He was spoiled. Anything that he wanted, he got was the, ba- was held the way down. people would describe yeah. uh, Kwame uh, Wilson is that anything he wanted, he got. Yep. So this isn't a person that like, oh, respected money. He just knew he wanted to be a rapper and the rappers at the time that he knew of had money in their hands like bricks and money phones and all this stuff. So yeah. money was a prop to him. It, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't have any respect for money. So around the time of Kwame flaunting uh, cash to boost his clout as a, Chicago town, as a Chicago celebrity, detectives got a major break in the case. They discovered that Yolanda had two phones on her plan and one phone had a tremendous amount of activity before the murder, during the murder, and after the murder. Then the activity on the phone stopped. Detectives tried to uh, contact Kwame for questioning on, you know, information on who who might have been calling her phone, Mm -hmm. uh, but they couldn't reach him. They soon realized that the phone number that Kwame provided to detectives when, you know, when they first started reaching out and asking questions was the phone number of that second phone. So 13 months into the murder investigation, detectives now knew that Kwame was talking on Yolanda's second cell phone at the same time she was killed. Mm. They determined that the person he was talking to was Eugene Spencer. Detectives issued an an investigative alert for both him and Kwame. On December 23rd, 2013, detectives tracked down Kwame, who relayed to them that the phone number that they contacted him about was actually his phone number under his mom's contract. Yep. Which they, I mean, they knew that already. Yeah. But he was like, Again, when we talk about trying to get ahead of stuff, telling yep. lies and stuff, now when they couldn't contact you, you knew why they were, you were nervous. Yeah. And now that they finally tracked you down, you're like, oh, also I got your voicemail yeah. and that's my <laughs> phone. You're yeah. like, yeah, we already, we already know that right. now. But, oh, okay, y'all found it out? Okay, cool. Well, I just wanted to try to, I still, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to tell y'all right yeah, now. Sure. I was like, okay, sure, you are now that we caught you. Because that's what it is, we caught you. We just, right. we, we put out a, not a warrant, but like. We call. We put. We put it out there that we're looking for you. Yeah. And now you want to call us back and be like, "Hey, I um that mess that voicemail y'all left me a couple weeks ago. Th- I just want to let y'all know that that's my phone. You're like, oh, oh, we know. Yeah, we knew that. That's why we wanted to talk to you. Oh, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk to me about before I come down there? <laughs> no, we'll talk about it when you get down here. Yeah, come down here right. first. <laughs> come on, put your lamborghini, yeah. lamborghini doors up. Try your ass down here. Get in the stain <laughs> and come have a conversation with us. So. Uh, Kwame admitted that he knew Spencer from the neighborhood and identified the man entering Yolanda's building the night of the murder as Spencer. So I guess they showed him some footage. Yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, I do know that guy. Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah, and yeah, so, but we already know, we already know this. It turns out that Wilson, 
who was 23 at the time, mm. ordered Spencer to enter his mother's apartment in Chicago and shoot her in her sleep. Spencer was rounded up and brought in for questioning, and he was asked if he had ever been in Yolanda's apartment. Spencer said, I went inside, and some guy tried to kill me. Sure. And that guy was Curtis Wyatt. Yep. Vindication for him. Let's give a round of applause to Curtis yeah. Wyatt, because you know, nothing feels better than vindication. Yes. When you finally get that confirmation, it's very much like a documentary we bring up a lot, Long Shot. In that moment when this guy says that, Curtis Wyatt can now breathe easy. He knows he's no longer a person of interest in a murder case. Yep. And, and, you know, his name is now cleared. So he is now, they have found the one-armed man. He is not the literal one-armed man because, right. you know, this guy doesn't have one arm. But they found the guy that Curtis Wyatt said he attacked defending his girlfriend that night. Yeah. So investigators determined that in addition to supplying Spencer with the gun, young QC had also given him clothes and detergent to make it look like he lived in the building while he was walking in. So he gave him props, and that's the, that's the, mm. um, the Nick story in him. Yeah. That's the director in him. Yeah, like, yeah. You're going to be on camera. You know, it's a camera in front of the door, so you're going to need a hoodie and some detergent to make it look like you're just another guy coming in and out of the building. Detergent. Wow. <laughs> that's a prop. I bet you that if you, I would bet money you could look in an episode of the Nick story and find the, the same detergent. I bet probably. you it was a scene with some, that's probably a that's prop a being bought. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a scene when his movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The show is great. I really, I know I, would, I talked about Tyler Perry and everything like that, but when you talk about good, terrible television, like laughable, terrible acting, all the stuff I like, you know, all that how did this get made type of stuff where you're yeah. just like, what, this is so bad, it's good. The Nick story is one of those. I don't know. It's so bad, it's amazing. <laughs> and he's playing the, scar, the most Scarface Kwame Wilson in, in this Nick Story show is the most scar-faced, pistol whip you in your face. You thought you could stop me? Yeah. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the boss of this town. He really was, started living this character. And that's what money does. When you got money, you got yes men, you start to feel like, that's why I, I'm almost, I can't fault rappers and stuff. When they get big and they get a bunch of yes men around you, you start feeling like, why wouldn't I throw a bottle in the club? I'm, yeah. I'm that dude. Yeah. How can you tell me I'm not? I got millions of dollars in the bank. I got a bunch of people around me telling me I'm the best in the world. And yeah. he got a small glimpse of that off of a life insurance policy. Yeah. If they would have had a burning money contest, he'd be there. He'd be the number, first one with a shovel, just shoveling <laughs> the, mom, the money from <laughs> his dead mother it. into a, a trash can fire. Just like, man, I'm balling on y'all. Here's how much money I have. Just, just burning it. <laughs> I don't think anybody should ever aspire to be so rich that you don't care about just don't care. people or giving that money. Why would you rather burn a $100 bill and go give it to somebody that That's needs crazy. It? I'm going to take this $100 bill. I'm burning. I'm lighting cigarettes with it. That's immediate. And again, this is a life insurance policy. I looked into it. It was between seventy and thousand, seventy and $90,000. I'll yeah. get into it more, but seventy and nine, between seventy dollars and $90,000, and this man was going around throwing it into the sky. Yeah. Like it was, like it was forever money. Yeah. Throwing out money like that is kind of it's crazy. Even if even if that was all set up, that's I'm no way I can stand there and be like being a grown man. And like, like yeah, catching money. You're the, and I'm like I'm 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 being happy about yeah. you. I'm like being a fan. That's crazy. You don't don't throw money on me. No, thank you. Don't rain. You don't rain. Make it rain on me. <laughs> and also, again, I'm like I don't understand off track because it's about young QC, Kwame Wilson. He did it the wrong way. Because rest in peace to Young Dolph, uh, you know, um, uh, every rapper, the, every rapper, yeah. you, the image is what gets you more money. So you might go take out $30,000, mm-hmm. go to a strip club, tell them to play your record, 
throw money while your record's playing, have somebody film that, post that to Instagram, and now that video goes viral, and that $30,000 that you spent turns into $100,000. Yeah. That is, that is investing in marketing. Yeah. As, as, as dumb as it sounds, making it rain on camera is part of your marketing budget. Yes. But he's going around, he's not playing his own music while he's doing these things. No. He's not promoting anything. Yeah, but, you, but showing up to like eight people? It's <laughs> like... <laughs> So yeah, so the whole thing is starting to unfold. Kwame's in custody. Spencer's in custody. Spencer admits to, uh, you know, being in the house the night that Yolanda was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kwame admits to knowing Spencer and being on the phone with him. So all this information, detectives know. We kind of know what's going on. We kind of just need you guys to lead us into it. So we like, yeah. so we, you know. Well, we're gonna, they're going to try to get a confession out of you, but we have exactly. enough, we have enough right. to take it to trial anyway. Yes. But if you want to just make our job way easy and go, yeah. I did it, we're going to give you the chance to do right. that. They're always going to give you the chance to just straight up confess, but they'll take you as far as they'll let you, as you'll let them take you before you ask for a lawyer. And they, but in this case, they've gotten, a, they have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think they feel co- pretty confident taking this to trial. So, uh, like I said, Spencer was seen on camera going into the apartment building, holding detergent. And when the murder was happening, Kwame even was on the phone with Spencer and allegedly said, make sure that bitch is dead. Yep. This is alleged, yep. but she's, she, she's dead. Yeah. So, you know, he said something to that effect about his own mother. Yeah. Uh, and, and, him, and also, I believe that he said that because that would explain why Spencer then stabbed Yolanda after shooting her as well. Yep. It was to make sure she was dead. Yep. So um, he offered Spencer $4,200 to kill Come his mother. $4,200. $4,200 to kill his mother. The kicker is that afterwards, he reportedly only gave him $70 of the money. Yeah, somebody else got to go too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, already, now you've already, you've already done it. You've killed somebody. Yeah. So you've now. I've got nothing to lose. It's at this like, point. like, I've already proven that I've proven to myself that I'm able to do that. <laughs> yeah. And now I didn't even get what I was supposed to get for it. So yeah, it's, it's about to be a second, a second one. You might as well. I'm surprised. He, I guess he maybe probably kept telling me, you know, I got you, man. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, Kwame's motive for having his mother murdered was pure greed. Mm-hmm. He wanted her life insurance policy, her business, and her car. After her death, Kwame withdrew nearly seventy thousand dollars from his yeah, withdrew in cash nearly seventy thousand dollars from his murdered mother's accounts and spent the money on flashy clothes and cars, like the car, the Mustang that was a gift. <laughs> the Mustang was a gift that his mother purchased for him. Yep, and then he threw Lamborghini doors on it. After she died. Yep. So he already had a Mustang, as we already established. And after she died, he took money from her death and put Lamborghini doors on the Mustang. Again, no respect for money, no respect for his mother, no respect for how hard she worked to provide for him. This woman was a respected member of the community. She had her own business. People really respected her for what she was doing and how she was hustling and grinding and taking care of her family. But the life insurance policy, aside from that, she had a business and capital. like right. She had vehicles and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised because in the video there's a Mercedes Benz truck, truck, but it's like a mom. It's not a flashy. Right. It looks like that's her car. You have your friends driving around following you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it didn't look like uh, the the Mercedes Benz truck you get when you're balling out. It looked yeah. like a it looked like a Mercedes Benz truck you get when you're when you're like a mom, a business owner. It looked like a sensible uh, Benz truck. I don't know because the times are different. It was 2012. Yeah. So that might have been a flashy now it's like Benz. yeah, but then it was like that's like a flashy that might have been a flashy Benz. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Looking back in 2023 eyes, that looks very like a a, a woman's Benz. Yes, yes. Yeah, like a, a Benz get you get for your wife's birthday or something yeah. like Don't that. Don't be sexist. Just, I get it. I'm just, I get it. That's, you know what? 
and thank you for checking me on that. Yeah. I just, it just didn't look. It okay. Doesn't look, it doesn't look. It doesn't have that rapper. Got you. Vibra, you know, flashy look to it. It looks right. very sensible. Right. Like almost like a Volkswagen. There you go. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. Or like a Volvo. It's given very. Volvo. I think Volvo's great cars. Though. They're great cars, yeah. but they're not like I've never seen a unless you're like Lil Dicky. Yeah. I've never seen a rapper be like pulled the Vol pulled the Vo out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a nice great car. It's very yeah. great gas mileage and very. It's got all the bells and whistles, but nothing. None of the bells or whistles are very loud. Right. That's true. In January 2020, young QC was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Mm. When asked if he had any final words before being remanded, he said, I just want to say nobody loved my mother more than me. Sure. She was all I had. That's it. You killed all you had for $70,000. I'm actually surprised that 4200 was all the way he was blowing through money. I'm surprised 4200 was all that he offered. He lowballed him. He lowballed him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he did that because he had to. If you still, when, when people finally see these skits, if they want to watch him, you had he had to pay these the actors. If, Yo, I'm that, not even calling <laughs> his classmates, his friends, <laughs> his friends in these films. He had to pay these people. He had to pay them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he didn't have a set. It was like in no, his, it was house. Like his apartment. But I mean, multiple like, apartments. What was he spending money on? I, I really want to know. Other than him throwing himself it, clothes, what was he spending money on? Clothes and the look. He was not spending any of the money on his art. That's why I don't think. He, I think he saw music and rap and entertainment as just a way that you get clout. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any real drive to make art. No, you know what I mean. Like why? Because it was terrible. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't. And he didn't invest in it. It's true. If you love making movies and yeah. music. You're gonna buy a better camera. You're yeah. gonna buy. Well, a, reach out to people. You network with other people. That's you're gonna get the, a camera. <laughs> the right people. You're gonna get a cameraman yeah. instead of just like a person holding a, a phone. Yeah. So I can tell he didn't care about the art. It just is like I make the art, I put it out, and then I use the money that my mom left me to make it look like this. Me doing this is what's bringing me money. Right. But I don't care about the actual art. Yeah. And it's just this weird cycle where it's like I'm pretending to be making money from being a rapper, mm. and that will eventually make me money as a rapper. Yeah. And it's not a bad strategy. It just, it was a bad strategy in 2013. Yeah. Today, that's kind of just rap. You you make a single, you do something audacious or video, whatever. Music video. Exactly. You do yeah. something audacious on the internet, try to make the song go viral, Lil Nas X. And hopefully if the song goes viral, then the money comes. Now, Lil Nas X wasn't trying to make it look like he had money to go viral, but like some people might make it look like you're having money to make the song go viral. And yeah. then you now have money. Yeah. So it's not a bad strategy today, but in 2013, it's a, it kind of seems like a terrible strategy. Yeah. Like, I mean, the person that we were talking about, that was like 2009, 10. Yeah. Mm, yeah. About that. So there was no really Instagram. It's, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's about more 10, 11. Right yeah. Right. Yeah. But so maybe Instagram existed, but there was no, people weren't making money for posts no, and there no, were no influencers weren't a thing. Like no. you, it doing, was all word of mouth. It was, it was all, all word of yeah. mouth. So you doing, so you doing photo shoots, which is what something this person was doing. Mm. To do what? To post them as your uh, profile picture on on a social media platform, but it's not to like promote anything. Yeah. Today, you could spend a lot of your money on photo shoots and then post those pictures up on social media, and those social media posts might make you money. Sales, exactly. Yeah. Not just sales, but like Instagram might pay you to be like these pictures are dope. People like them. You got a million likes on a picture. Yeah. Here's fifty grand. You want to do a brand deal? You want to do a partnership? P- content can make you money today. Yeah, content wasn't really making you money. In this way, in 2013, it was still kind of the infancy, you know. It was still the early age, the early days of YouTube money and everything like that. This it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Funny enough, now while as I sit here, let me finish off with the sentences. So, Young QC in 2020 was sentenced to 99 years in prison. 
uh, I read his last words. And the gunman, Eugene, Eugene Spencer, was sentenced to 100 years in prison. Mm. So both of them will spend the rest of their lives behind bars. Should have just made them both 100 even. For $70. Uh, and for, um, for young QC, he got to spend about a year and some change, about a, about a year and a half, almost two years after his mom's death, uh, blowing the money from a mother who took out a life insurance policy because she cared about you, and you threw it around at people. That's yeah. how much you cared about your mom. So you threw the money away. You think there was any money left? I'm sure it was a couple, not much. Yeah, I don't think there was. I'll tell you like this: I don't think there was much left. If there was any, I wouldn't be surprised if there was none left. But I don't think there was much left. If there was any, I want to. Uh, I want somebody interviewed him and all. Interviewed. Him. I haven't. I, mean, I, wanna, I, I scoured pretty. good. I really would, would love to know what his mindset is like right now. I don't want to play a video. That I did read, that I did see somebody post okay. upload to YouTube because it's inflammatory and kind of like uh, insensitive. Okay, but the, I'll give the rundown of it. Basically, there was a there's a rapper or somebody named Lil J. Okay. It's all Chicago, you know that it's like its own Marvel Cinematic Universe. All that Chicago yeah. shit. So there's a rapper named Lil J who's in prison, um, and he got accused of being gay mm-hmm. in prison. Apparent, I saw, saw a video that was uploaded. Apparently. Lil J is locked up in protective custody with Young QC. Apparently, Young QC is in protective custody. And apparently, Lil J, this rapper, knocked out Young QC because he spit on him. And the reports from every, this is all word of mouth, obviously, but I'm just, this is, this only, this is the closest thing I had to an update. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Lil J knocked Young QC out because he spit on him. Mm. And when he spit on him, he knocked him out because he said, apparently, Lil J said, everybody knows he has AIDS. Why would he spit on me? Yeah. So apparently, allegedly, word of mouth, Chicago, whatever, young QC is apparently in prison with AIDS in protective custody, and it's not going very well for him. He has not done any interviews, and I also wanted to point out the irony of how thirsty he was for fame. If you go to QC Works right now, it's up to you if you want to support. Obviously, don't if you don't want to watch the video. Where's the money? I don't. That's what. That's one. I don't know if the money's going to him, but. Every video of the Nick story, and, and all the videos have hundreds of thousands of views, but specifically the, the show, mm-hmm. Nick's story, which has nine episodes, each one of them has over a million views. Every episode has over a million views. So he now has a successful YouTube page and a television show that has accumulated almost 20 million views in total. Yeah. And he's sitting behind bars for the rest of his life. Yeah. The fame that he's chased and wanted, he has. He, but only because what he did. Only because of what he did, obviously. Yeah. But it's just funny. Like, you'll never be able to reap the benefits of this fame that you now have. You're now a super famous person. There's TikToks that pop up on my feed about his story. Yeah. And his YouTube channel has millions of views and is monetized still. Like I said, the, the commercials and the ads are still active on his YouTube channel. So somebody is getting a YouTube check. Whether that's, that's going to his commissary or what, I don't know. But Young QC's YouTube channel has over 10 million cumulative downloads and it is still active monetarily. And so the check's going somewhere. So it's just interesting that, you That's know, crazy. he did all this. He killed his mother for to fund his charade of being a famous person. And, and now he is famous. It's like all documented. It's all documented. It's, crazy. it's all doc. It's, it's crazy. He got arrested. Um, <laughs> he got arrested in like December of 2013. Okay. His last upload on YouTube is like May of 2013. So something happened where he stopped posting as much and he went on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. And I bet it was probably when they 
started calling him and yeah, asking him ass. questions and yeah. stuff. And he's like, all right, well, I can't keep making videos of me going to the bank. And, but it's terrible anyway. But I'm not yeah. going to take it down because I look look how hard I look when I'm walking in slow motion to the bank. So I'm not going to take <laughs> I'm not going to take the video down. Yeah. I'm just not going to make any more of them because he's dumb. He was young and dumb and thought he looked cool. And so he didn't. I would have deleted the video. I mean, nothing. You, once you put it on the Internet, it's, it's there forever. Yeah. But I would have deleted the video. Once they started asking me questions and I'm the suspect and you don't think that they would go, well, who stands to gain the most? The kid who now has his mom's life insurance money and is throwing the money around. I would have deleted that, money, that video immediately as soon as I start getting phone calls. That's crazy. But he didn't. And now he's going to spend the rest of his life behind mm. bars. And he hired a guy to kill his mom. So that was the story of um, how Kwame Wilson, a.k.a. Young QC, killed his mother, Yolanda Holmes, a pillar in the neighborhood, a hardworking woman. She had her own business. She was doing her thing. And most importantly, she was taking care of her son yeah. in every way that you can. Oh, wow. more than you can. She was uh, hustling, grinding, supporting, and spoiling her son. Brand new Mustang. Don't child. My first car was Don't a 95 see. Nissan Maxima. Love my mom for it. But my mom didn't give me a, a Mustang of that year. Yeah. You're doing all right, man. Mom's looking out for you. I don't know their personal relationship, obviously, but like she could have not given you a Mustang. So she clearly is doing something right. And he hired somebody and killed her and then took her money. Crazy. That When you know the whole story and you go watch that video of him throwing money at people, throwing money at people, his mom's life insurance money. He got guys uh, following him around driving his. I think now is where I think that's probably I think his that's mom's, mom's car. car. I too, I'd also think that. And then going to the bank and taking it out and just giving people hands full of his mom's the 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 money from his mom's death. He was having a ball too. He was having a great I'm time. Shit. I'm sitting on top of the world right now. Oh yeah, and he was 23. He probably was going in the clubs and making popping champagne bottles and spraying them around and and making sure being like, hey, and just just so y'all know, my name is Young QC. I know that I got I know that got to be more stories of like that we don't know that people that's from Chicago that seen him around. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm man. sure. I'm sure the. I'm sure it was very reminiscent of like the BMF run where there was like, like the, like no BMF and big meets and all those guys. They, they had millions of dollars, yeah. but they the stories I've heard of that, that uh, drug dealing cartel crew yeah. being around and going and throwing parties and stuff. They were like, they're some of the most legendary parties I've ever seen in my life. A hundred thousand bottles of champagne. They brought a Lamborghini into the club, all this type of stuff. <laughs> Him on a small scale with a bunch yeah, of 20 yeah. year olds probably was like, I remember one time he came, he bought four local for everybody. Yeah. He bought like a hundred cans of four local. He probably did some shit that a 20 year old now, you know, and then once you get, now these kids are, 30 our age oh, yeah, yeah. you reminisce you you make it so big in your mind yeah one time he came through he bought the whole party of chicken boxes yeah <laughs> the whole table was chicken boxes it, it's, now it's like in your mind it's it's a ma- it's massive it was this big yeah. crazy it was a movie At the time yeah yeah but it was just some dumb shit that he did that probably cost yeah. him 400 dollars. but yeah. when you're 20 somebody came through that's and crazy. just blew 400 dollars out yeah that's the type of, yeah one time he rented two hotel rooms back to back we opened the door up and we had a party in a hotel it's like that's like a cool Six hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. That, but again, when you're twenty, he was like a big meech. Yeah. But again, we have video evidence of one of the moments. Like, if I'm twenty years old and me and you hanging out with the guy that we were hanging out with, and he started going, we went to a park and he started throwing money in the sky. I'd have been like, man, this shit, I, I think we might be, I, we might have made it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd been, no, it'd been some ball of shit for sure. Yeah. I'm sure, I'd have been like, <laughs> man, man, remember that night you was just throwing money everywhere? I mean, especially, I mean if, especially if it ended like we had like girls come with us after that. Man, like, man, oh, man. We, we cleared we clear the park out. Y'all ride with me. You, hey, you, Fran, you take my, my Benz. Yeah. I'm going to take my Mustang with the Lamborghini doors oh, that's up. crazy. And the car is full of girls. Yeah. And we rode off and there's money on the seats of oh, the car. Oh, legendary. 
We've been talking about that today still. Legendary. So I'm sure some people out there is like, listen, man, I think what he did was terrible, but we had some couple of fun nights yeah. that one summer. I after. He ran out of the mansion and then was so he had a, a party. Oh, man. It's, it, he probably did some fun shit, though. All I'm that sure, money, I'm sure he probably did. I'm sure he did some fun, fun shit, shit, though. I'm sure he did some fun shit. And it's sad that all that money is $70,000. Yeah. That really is not a lot of money to do baller shit with. No. But when you're 23 years old. Yeah. When you find out to the expense of his mom's death, it's like. Yeah, it's like. I feel terrible. I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, wait, this is your mom's like blood money? Yeah. That's awful, man. I'm not going to give the shoes back, but. No. <laughs> Can I give you $20? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not giving anything that he bought me back, no. but I do think it was despicable. It's fucked up. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with uh, young QC stories. There, uh, there was at least 10 to 15 people in that park that day. HBO need to get on it. I would love a young QC doc. Go, go, in, not go even, not interview even, him. In not the- even just find people that I'm sure they could find some stories was like, this is what people did for clout. It would be called clout. Yeah, and, and he could be one of the one of the stories, just like that 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 movie or oh, that uh that series you told me about, about the like scammers? scammers. Yeah, I would love that. Like, a, yeah, clout. Yeah, and what are the most despicable thing? We might be giving away content. Oh, I don't Shit. have. I, you know, I don't got. The, I don't. I would never do anything to anybody in my family to get money, but I don't have the money to produce this. So yeah. I, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna get my idea out because yeah. it's funny <laughs> what we're talking about. is yeah. interesting. Of a show about the most despicable things people have done for clout. Yeah. Would be an interesting show, and I watch I every think, episode. And good. this will be a good episode for yeah. sure. And yeah, how do you? What do you go to sell? Uh, you gotta go. You gotta go find a you know a EP or a, you know damn. somebody. You gotta find. You gotta find somebody that's working for a studio and pitch them. Yeah, you gotta, no. you gotta get a pitch together. That sounds complicated. That's what I'm so saying. You know, <laughs> I'm all right. If they take, <laughs> if you want to cut me a piece, if they take it. <laughs> if they take it, they take it. I remember a few months ago, I did a, I did a, a, a um. A Zoom meeting with somebody yeah, that was that. like, we looking for some content, true crime related. Yeah, yeah. I gave away an idea that I'm sure idea. was a million dollar idea. Yeah. But I never saw it get made. So I, I that, mean, someday, possibly, yeah. I, I, I could still pitch it again. But sometimes you just got to let it go and let God. Man. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes. <laughs> if it, it, it's supposed to happen, it happen. It's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. I'm not going yeah, to not put the idea into the world. For sure. I'm not going to sit on it and do nothing with it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's dumb. So you maybe know. the right person may hear this. You never know. Hey, man, listen, me and Frank got some ideas. That's what I'm saying. You know, and, you know, just need a little help. Just need a little help. Get by with a little help from my friends. Fran, what do you have? What do you, uh, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for the listeners. I think we are another year that we're going to CrimeCon, and I think we wouldn't be able to do that trip without our wonderful, loving listeners of the show, man. And every year we go to CrimeCon. The line gets a little bit longer. It does. The conversations does. get a little deeper. It does. Um, I get, you know, touched a little bit more every time. We always run into somebody that's like, this got me through that. Yeah. You know, the, and and those stories are what keep us going. I remember the first year we went to CrimeCon, and that was kind of the first year. It was the COVID year, for one. It was, yeah. Or it was the year after, right yeah. after. And so that was the first time. At that time, I was we were just doing the show. I mean, we're still doing the show, like, in our houses. But, like... That was the only concept we had. Yes. Other than social media, you get some likes, you get some comments or whatever. But then to go somewhere and be in another state, yeah. thousands of miles away from your house, and then somebody come to you and go, I listen to you every week. Yeah. It was this kind of trippy thing. Yeah. Then the next year we go even more of that. And also you get recognition from your peers. Yes. That was the next phase. Yes. Going and talking to people that when we were, before we even had a podcast, we were listening to their podcast and right. whatever. And now we have interactions with them and, and, and communicate with them. Um, that was, that was last year, this year, who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm excited. I, you know, I remember last year we, um, where we were sitting at, we were sitting by like an entrance or an exit 
And one of the ladies, one of the listeners, I hope she still listens to the show. She was, a, you know, she wanted to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And she stood next to our booth for like a day. And, and didn't say a word. She was, <laughs> Didn't oh, say a word to Oh, us. God bless her. I, yes. I, I don't know if you oh, still listen. Sweet. I don't yes. know if she still listens, but it doesn't matter because this moment was so, right. it was so sweet. Yes. It, and it was genuine. It really was, yeah. She was security for the event. Security is a strong word. Yeah. They have people that you can volunteer to be, to, yeah, to, work. to work a door yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And she was the person who was working the door right next to our booth for two days of yeah. the event. And on the last day, while we were talking and filming content and everything like that, she walked up to us and was like, can I get a picture with you guys? I'm a big fan. I just didn't want to come over and say anything to you guys. I didn't want to bother you. I had walked up to this lady and asked her like, excuse yeah. me, ma'am, is it okay if we leave our bags here? And she right. was like, I don't know. And I was like, I was like this lady doesn't, this lady she isn't doesn't care about her job. <laughs> what is she doing here? Who hired her? She's not even helping us with our bag situation. And that same lady on the last day of CrimeCon yeah. went up to us and was like, I didn't want to like press you guys and be all in your business, but I love you guys. And yeah. I would love a picture. And I thought that was so sweet. And also, who the fuck are we? Exactly. It was one of those, yeah, was, I was like, that happens every time. Yeah, like, it, you know, does, I, yeah. we're not, that's nothing. So those kind of moments where people go, your content resonates with me in a way that I appreciate you guys. And so whenever we get that kind of feedback, it makes us feel great because we're not anybody. Yeah. You know, so that always feels good to just kick it with people who have similar thoughts and listen to our podcast. Because if you listen to a podcast enough, you have some kind of same length, mental right. length, wavelength or something. So yeah. you're talking to people who kind of see the world a little bit the way you do in some aspects. Yeah. And that's always fun. And then sometimes you get into people. I got to uh, a, a parental discuss, discussion yeah, with somebody. somebody, somebody it was, yeah. it was, wasn't about angry, something? but it was, it was spirited. It went off the rails, though. It was spirited. And, it, and, <laughs> okay. and, and she was spirited. She had a few drinks. Sure. You know said? She, was full right. of, she was full of the spirits. <laughs> okay. She had some Jack and Cokes or something like that. And we started too many, probably. But, but it was sure. fun. It was but fun. But it was fun. And I like that. I love I love. Getting into little arguments while we again this year no, we're, gonna have, mic, we're gonna have the mics there. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to come up to the booth, pick a mic up. Let's have a conversation. I would love to talk. Favorite to people moments about. or something? Man, we can do something like that. Oh, or? for sure. Yeah, yeah. I want people to come and get involved, man. Hey, I, don't, hey tales from if if anybody's gonna be oh, there, live tales from the hood, t- live me. live. If anybody's gonna be there, listen to the show. Make sure you have your stories ready. Keep them concise, please. Uh, make sure it's, you know you have it all thought out. You know I don't want to be sitting there because if you come up with a tailspin and it, you're gonna see friends' head trail off. Yeah, I will. And it's gonna get awkward. I'm gonna zone out. I won't. You you'll notice it. Yeah, and you I'll, won't say I'm anything. Gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. But you'll know that you bored friends, yes. and you'll have to live with that for the rest of the weekend. So yeah. don't do that. Come ready to tell some tales from the hood and be quick and concise and fun and you know interesting. And um, like I said, the mics will be there, and I just want people to come up and you know and talk to us. And I would also like for people to be prepared if you're going to come, if you would like to, if you have a story that you think isn't getting enough attention in the media, enlighten yeah. us. Like tell yes. us, put us on to some stories that you think deserve to be talked about in the media, whether they're unsolved or solved, and you just feel like people there's stuff to learn from it. Come pre- prepared to let us know. Maybe it's a story from your neck of the woods. That could be your tale from the hood. Something that happened in your area that you feel like more people need to know about. So we're looking forward to next week. Yeah. It's yeah, man. To the day almost. I mean, we're leaving next Thursday yeah. to go to Orlando for CrimeCon. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. Um, I am very... Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of you as okay. well, friend. And I'm happy for this platform and being able to express myself and express ourselves and be able to, uh, you know have a uh, hobby with my friend that, you know, keeps us, not that we wouldn't still be friends if we didn't have the podcast, but I I have sometimes I have, I have friends in my life that I don't talk to that often. And it's nice to have an excuse to be able to talk to my friend on a consistent basis. Cause no matter what, how busy I am, we got to at least hop on the phone for 15 minutes. And then that leads to us talking about 
everything else is going shit. on in yeah, our yeah. life. So it's like this it's this fun excuse for us to get to, you know, chit chat every week. Yeah. And then also uh produce something that we can be proud of and think that is fun and 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 gives us opportunities to go to Orlando, Florida. So I'm very thankful for this podcast as well. Um again, affirmative murder at gmail.com. If you have Tales from the Hood, we, those are be our many sods on Monday and Thursday will be our regular episodes. So, you know, that'll be the format from now on. And if you want to get us some emails in for our Tales from the Hood, we would love that. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And um, until next time, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week live at CrimeCon. Deuces. Deuces.